Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 224 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. For the drill of the week, we'll discuss backhand footwork. In the questions, we talk about table tennis balls, sealing your blade, and returning serve. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. And, oh, a bit of a struggle this morning. Can you see it in the eyes? Like, yeah, I'm... a bit of a struggle for me too. The alarm went off. I'm like, oh, it's early. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. We're ready to go. Yes, the show must go on. Awesome. And first up, Alois, we've been meaning to discuss this for a few days now. But there is finally a decent search function over the whole Ping Skills website. And we found this ourselves. We've got so much content. Sometimes we get asked a question and we're like, oh, we've got a video for that, but we just couldn't remember where it was. Now you just type it into the search bar, which is at the top of each page, and voila. Have you been finding it useful yourself? Yeah, it has been. And your French is really coming on there, Jeff. I, I like that. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah. And especially with my memory, you like, you know, I often ask Jeff, Jeff, haven't we done a video on that? And he said, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and Jeff goes and finds it. He's got a, he's got a better search function than me, but uh, yes, this, uh, this has certainly helped me. So up the top uh, on the page, just go and type in whatever you like. And usually you'll find the answer. There you go. All right. So your task after the show, head to pingskills.com and type in a table tennis question in the search bar on the top of every page. Let us know if it's helpful. Uh, the other thing, Alois, is that I want people to follow our Instagram account. I've got quite a few good posts coming out today on Instagram. Well, I think they're good. Maybe other people don't. So get on to Instagram. It's at uh, pingskills. And if you like the stuff we're putting on there, share it, tag your friends, get involved, leave a comment. Love to hear from you on Instagram. All right, Alois, let's move on to uh, this day in history. What happened on the 17th of February? Yes, um, a few famous birthdays. Uh, The great Michael Jordan was born in 1963, so he's older than me. My goodness. <laughs> Alois, I've got to tell a quick little story about this. Um, one of my uh, friends, same age as me, was going to work and he was um, talking to some young kids that had just started working and they kind of like basketball a little bit. And he's like, oh, yeah, but how good was that Michael Jordan? And they're all look at him and like, Michael who? Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, the young kid, that's how old we are. The young kids don't even know who Michael Jordan is. Oh, my goodness. And they, I so, bet they don't even know who Bjorn Borg is, Jeff. Probably not. So if you don't know who Michael Jordan is and you're watching this show, firstly, let us know. Leave a comment in, in the show notes. Uh, so go to pinkskills.com and look on the blog. Let us know if you don't know who Michael Jordan is. And if you don't, Google him and watch some magic. And you can and you can uh, Google Bjorn Borg as well if you don't know who Bjorn Borg is. Absolutely. Yep. Any any other uh, famous people that yes. we need to know about? Uh, well, for the Australians, Damien Everidge or Barry Humphreys, as he, she should be known, uh, was born on this day in 19... 
34. Wow, 82 years old. Wow. Old and a couple of table tennis people who not many people would know, but I know. So Craig Howison from um, Scotland was born in 1990. And also Chris Little, who um, won um, an Australian uh, Australian championships, was in the Australian team, but he's a New Zealander and now plays for New Zealand in the Vets. Um, and one is, was um, a person that I looked up to when I was uh, growing up. And I remember watching her play and, and uh, watching her train, and she used to train in the gym pretty pretty um, hard. So, yeah, happy birthday, Chris Little. Happy birthday. All right, good one. Now, yesterday's Pink Skillers question of the day was, who is your nemesis? Let us know. who. What did people say, Alois? Yes, yeah. So uh, there's a few interesting, uh, interesting uh, ones, and... Uh, Philip has said uh, Emil Papdenko, a little bit of a you know private joke there. Um, but um, yeah, so James uh, Woofie has said uh, Tristan Turner and Jake Balistrade. There's a bit of a bit of a banter between these guys. And Jake said Igor Plesko, and Igor Plesko has said Jack Bouchard, and Jack Bouchard said um, um, Gary. Ke- oh no, Jack Bouchard said uh, Gerald Galina. So you know they've all got their own, own nemeses. Um, yes, but, um, Daniel Webster, uh, Hall has, uh, interesting one. He said, uh, Zoo's in, I can never beat him. Granted, I've never played him, but I've still never beaten him. So yes, uh, I think, uh, Zoo's in might be uh, a little bit beyond most of us, uh, there, Daniel. And then a couple of other interesting ones. Uh, Dana said, other than chocolate chip cookies, that would be my most frequent opponent, a 60 year old player who's 85 years old. Oh, uh, sorry, a 60-plus-year player who's 85 years old but looks 65 and is a chopper. Drives me nuts sometimes. Um, yes, and um, Jonathan said, Duncan Donuts. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, and uh, Rory said, My Mind. Um, <laughs> yes, and, that's a good one. Yeah, so, yeah, and Naranjan said, My Brain, because it's always in a hurry even before the opponent is served, ready to perform a specific shot. I'm trying to control my brain, though. So, yeah, some, some people fighting their own demons. Absolutely, yeah, don't we all? Um, yeah, great responses. Thank you, everyone. And we need your help again for today's Ping Skills question of the day, which is, should you apologise for a net or an edge? So jump onto our Facebook page or onto the blog and let us know, should you apologise for a net or an edge? That could be a controversial one, Alois. All right, yeah. let's move on to the drill of the week. Uh, today we're going to talk about backhand footwork. Is this important, Alois? Yeah, I think it's... I mean, when... I, in my day, um, no one ever really... Pra- <laughs> when, when Michael Jordan was famous. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no one really practised a lot of backhand footwork, you know, moving side to side and playing backhands. But now I think it's an important part of the game. Now, especially with players playing more backhands um, from that middle area, I think it's important to then practise that movement of the backhand. So the simple uh, backhand footwork drill is to play a backhand from out in the backhand corner and then move across and play the next one from closer to the middle line. So you're probably still both um, 
blocks coming into the backhand area, but on the two sides of the backhand area. So one wider, one into the middle. Um, the footwork for this is the same. It's that shuffling footwork, but it's really important to be able to um, adjust your body and get into position there. I see a lot of players when they're trying to do backhands from different positions just doing this and getting that chicken wing um, on the backhand side. Um, it's really difficult to play uh, that backhand well from there. So make sure that you're adjusting your body and moving right behind the ball on the backhand. The backhand's not as forgiving as the forehand. So with the forehand, you know, you've got a little bit of a telescopic uh, arm there that you can move out or in to... Um, to play a reasonably effective shot, the backhand, it's not as easy. So you really do need to practice that movement from side to side. Make sure you're getting behind the ball on both of those backhand balls. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, Alois, um, it wasn't that important. So I didn't practice that footwork a lot. So when I do it, I do find it a little bit awkward but I guess it's it's just a matter of practicing it, uh, getting used to it. It's like anything. The more you do it, the easier it's going to become. And I think the other thing that makes this more important these days is that backhand side spin flick return. Because a lot of people are moving right over to their forehand side, plan a return, and then they're going to need to use their footwork to be able to cover or, or get back to the backhand side if needed. So I, I do think it's important to practice it. So... Another challenge for you, if you listen to this show, is next time you get out on the table, practice the backhand footwork drill that Alois just described. Excellent. All right, Alois, are you ready for the questions? I am indeed. Ready to All go. Right. I'm, I'm awake now. Look at me. I'm awake. Yes. All right. Sharp as attack. Spam20 has asked, can a table tennis ball get worn out? And any tips on how I can make a backhand flick with more side spin? Just what uh, we're talking about. Okay. So as far as the table tennis ball getting worn out, uh, I mean, they do. They do tend to get a little bit uh, worn and a little bit um, shinier, but they they last a long time. Well, most balls last a long time, and the plastic balls seem to be getting better and lasting longer now. Um, so you don't need to stop using a table tennis ball until it develops an actual crack in it. So when it's cracked and you can actually see the little split in there, then yes, obviously you can't use it anymore. But yeah, until when it's cracked, you'll really notice um, the bounce of the ball um, acting up. Then it's yeah, time to change. That's right, and you'll also notice probably a difference in the sound as well of the of the bounce. But um, yeah, you'll know when it's cracked. Until then, just use it. Yeah. And what was what was his other part of his question, Jeff? He wanted to know how to get more side spin on the backhand flick. Okay. So, yeah, the backhand flick, you know, we talk about the uh, the backhand side spin flick. So, what you what you're trying to do is you're trying to get that uh wrist right out there and then come across the line of the ball. So, it's this and then flicking it out that way. So, so the more side spin, getting that wrist out, see how my wrist is just right up there and then flicking it through this way. So you're coming across across the ball to generate the side spin. Yeah, and it seems to me, Alois, that that wrist is 95% of the, of the motion of the shot. I mean, there's a little bit of forearm, obviously, but not really a lot of movement um, from the upper arm. No, that's right, yeah. So it's, it's, mainly, it's mainly the, uh, the forearm wrist um, action for that uh, backhand side spin flick. Yeah, the upper arms are staying there, basically, bang. 
Great. All right. So spam 20 year again, practice. Um, and you want different variations of this. Um, when you're returning the serve, um, you don't want always side spin, sometimes a little bit more side spin, sometimes a little bit less. Mix it up. Um, yeah. And of course, I guess it depends on what spin your opponent puts on the serve. But great questions. Um, and thanks. Keep asking them. We love uh, people asking questions. Next up is um, Uditi, who says, with the introduction of the plastic ball, what difference would it make while playing against uh, Phantom, which is a long pimple rubber? Should the waiting time be more or less as compared to the old ball? Yeah, so I mean, maybe the, the plastic ball is slightly um, slower. Um, so, you know, maybe the, the waiting time's a little bit more. But it's again, once you play with the plastic ball and play against the long pimple rubber or Phantom, um, You'll you'll start to get used to the pace of it. Um, it's not a it's not a huge change. It's not like you need to change a whole game or anything. It's just um, just getting used to the the timing of it. It's like if someone hits the ball a little bit slower or a little bit faster to you. So um, yeah, no huge difference. You don't need to go out and change things too much. Just allow yourself to adjust to that slight uh, difference in the speed. Yeah, interesting. I've been listening to the Table Tennis Daily Podcasts, Alloys, and if you haven't been listening to those, get onto them. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but the latest one was with uh, the current German coach, Richard Prouse, and he was talking about the, the plastic ball as well, and he said, you know, maybe it's a little bit slower. But um, I think you don't really need to make any firm adjustments, I think it's important that you just, you know, go out and play with the ball and you'll, you'll make those adjustments automatically. Yeah. It's yeah, just all part of, just all part of adjustment. And yeah, it, it said not, it's not, it's not a game changer. Absolutely. All right. So thanks for the question. Uditi. just get out there and just start playing with the plastic ball. You will be fine. Now, uh, next up, Annabelle asks, does sealing my blade with varnish enhance the performance in any way or is it just to protect it? And is it really necessary or not? Jeff, you do a very good impression of a seal. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, I told you. Yes, um, but I, think, I don't think he meant that type of seal. So, um, yeah, so he's talking about putting some varnish on the wood. So, you know, underneath the... Underneath here, so underneath here, so you can see this has had some varnish on it. Um, so putting um, putting a varnish on that blade, yes, it does affect uh, the performance of the blade a bit. Um, it it makes it makes it a bit harder. So then the ball isn't necessarily going as deeply into the wood, or you know the feel of the wood. Um, it's like putting a you know plastic coating over it. So yeah, it does affect the um, the bounce of the blade. And is it necessary? I don't really think so nowadays. We used to we used to seal the blades when um, we were gluing uh, with speed glue. So in those days, you, you're taking the rubber off and putting it on, um, you know, every day, twice a day, sometimes three times in a day. Um, so then you do have the the problem of uh, the wood starting to wear with you know with the constant pulling up um, of the of the glue. But now you know you don't need to change your rubber. Um, very often, you know, once every 
couple of months or whatever. So no, I, I don't think you really need to uh, seal it. Um, and, and yes, it does affect uh, the, the feel and the performance of the blade. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's a personal preference, Alice, because some people might like that change. Um, as you said, it does protect the blade. So if you're not being careful taking the rubber off, you, you know, it is possible to take a little bit of wood off if you, you're really rough. Um, but if you're careful, um, then you should be fine without the varnish. I used to, at first I varnished my blades, but then I found sometimes it actually, if you put too much varnish on, it was harder to stick the rubber on. So in the end, even with the speed glue, I ended up not uh, varnishing my blade just because then I could always make sure the rubber got stuck on properly. But that was just my preference. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's true. Yeah, it it does it does make it a little bit more difficult to stick the rubber because you haven't got um, as as porous a surface for the glue to sit in there and and uh, take. So yeah, no interesting. Need. All right, so there you go. Thanks for the question, Annabelle. Now, Sai wants to know, can I learn how to use the opponent's spin on the serve against him? Yeah, this is an interesting one. So um, a player's going to put, you know, spin on the ball, especially if you're talking about side spin. So one way that you can do that is to just really relax your hand and um, and almost just... Uh, tap the ball back. So by doing that, the ball's still going to have quite a bit of side spin on the ball. And when it goes back to them, it's going to kick sideways um, pretty uh, pretty hard, especially if they've got a lot of side spin on the ball. So in that way, yes, you can um, use the side spin against them. The thing is, though, that usually that player would have um, practiced that serve a lot and would... Uh, understand or recognize the the effects of what's going to happen when it bounces on their side when they when you push it back to them so um yes you can you can almost give them their spin back by having a really relaxed hand and just hitting the ball quite late and just um tapping it back but um usually as i said the the server will be used to that sort of thing but you can give it a try yeah it's always good to experiment isn't it but i think as, as general advice, Alice, it's probably better to, um, you know, focus more on reading the spin and then, you know, countering it with the right angle and then thinking about your return, about the speed, spin and placement of your own return, trying to put the ball to a difficult spot, you know, sometimes putting it short so they can't attack, sometimes a long and deep to surprise them, thinking about those sorts of things. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's it's more about countering the spin with uh, with the angle, you know. So, if the ball's spinning off that way, you need to counter it with your angle that way, or or the or the opposite way. Um, so, yeah, focus on that. Um, something that we cover really uh, comprehensively in our receiving secrets um, section. So, yeah, yeah take take a look through that. Absolutely, yeah. I'll put a link to the receiving secrets course. It's for premium members but you get a lot of value with the premium membership. So check that out at pingskills.com. Um, so, yeah, this returning serve, Alois, we've talked about this a lot. The backhand seismic flick, which you, we mentioned earlier in the show, is one thing that's really kind of revolutionised the game. And, again, it reminded me about the Table Tennis Daily podcast. Richard Prowse said he thinks it is a mini revolution in table tennis. And he's saying that some people are getting so good at this backhand flick that the serve is 
almost becoming a disadvantage because these people are getting around and just playing aggressive attacks with this backhand side spin flick. Yeah, it, it is interesting, isn't it? I mean, it it has really revolutionised um, serving and returning. I mean, previously, if you just serve short, you know, then you gain an advantage all the time. Now, it's it it's almost like they're on top of you with that uh, with that flick. And you know, players are starting to serve a little bit longer. You know, making sure that they don't have that um, that flick opportunity closer to the net. Um, yeah, it has. It's changed changed the game a lot, um, and it's just made it interesting. But you know, like in a couple of years, something will happen. Something will change. This game is so beautiful. It just keeps changing. It just keeps getting better and better. Ha! What's next? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting point, Alice. Here's a little prediction. I think we're going to see more long serves to stop that uh, backhand sidesman flick. If you're kind of mixing up those long and fast serves, it's going to be harder for the opponent. Let's see. Yeah. We, we see, we, um, when we've studied the, um, the Chinese players in particular, you know, um, their, their first movement, even as the, the server is throwing the ball up, is they'd be standing here, they jump all the way in here um, before the other person's hit the ball. So they're almost in that position um, and ready to make the backhand side spin flick. So, yes, yeah, sometimes that wider serve and that faster serve long out to the backhand can be effective. Um, the Chinese guys are so strong at being able to move from here to here that they can cover that well. But if you've got someone that's on top of you with that um, side spin flick, just start to muck them up a bit, you know, serve a few longer, faster serves. Because if that's their strength, then you want to keep them away from uh, from the net. You want to keep them away from that. And then when you do start serving shorter again, you've got them starting back a little bit further. They're not as ready for it. And then, then coming in becomes a little bit harder. So, you know, use the noggin. Just try to, um, to work out... Uh, is that short serve effective or do we should we be serving longer sometimes when that guy is coming in at you and giving you that backhand side spin flick? Absolutely. Love it. Love the way you think, everybody. Um, make sure you're using your noggin, as Alois said, uh, when you play. All right, Alois, that wraps up show 224. Great way to end it. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you check out pingskills.com and sign up for our free newsletter. The other thing is, remember, some great Instagram posts coming up. So check us out on Instagram at Pingskills. Thank you, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. We will see you all tomorrow morning, bright and early. Bye. See ya.